Hello and welcome to Worth in Progress. I'm Maria Grandi, personal power speaker and coach, and I'll be helping you get through the very real and raw process of personal development. Self-awareness is not always pleasant, so it's my intention to teach you to recognize your triggers, give you tools to guide you, and I'll share my personal stories of my own journey to find self-worth. Thank you so much for being here, and I always welcome your input. Welcome to episode 17 of Worth in Progress. Are you a people pleaser? In this episode, we're going to discuss what a people pleaser is, 10 ways to identify whether you are or whether someone that you know is, and ways that you can stop, and of course, how it has everything to do with self-worth. I was talking to my own coach last week, and she brought up people pleasers and asked me why I haven't done an episode about people pleasers yet. And I'm not sure why, but there's probably some (laughs) Freudian reason. I was a people pleaser my entire life and only recently learned that no is a complete sentence. I don't need to feel guilty or feel I need to explain to anyone when I say no. Sometimes we're told we're people pleasers and we don't really see anything wrong with it. Why would it be bad to make people happy or, you know, what's wrong with that? Being nice is not a bad thing, but it can be. I would do things for people to make them happy and then it would make me happy, obviously. That was temporary. So I kept doing it and hitting the same wall when the attention came back to me. It was my way of avoiding my inner turmoil. People-pleasing has everything to do with self-worth. So how do you know if you're a people-pleaser? I think the first way is when you have trouble saying no to people. Even if you say yes to something and then you find some way of getting out of it, like being sick, playing sick, someone in your family's sick, you're still not saying no. This goes back to finding your voice and speaking your truth. We don't want people to be upset with us, so we say yes. And then we internalize the upset. We become passive-aggressive because we aren't dealing with the real issue of self-worth. Some people will never figure this out and truly always put themselves last. I used to get such anxiety and an overwhelmed feeling when I had so much to do, primarily because my schedule was full, usually of things that I did not want to do, things I felt obligated to do because I just couldn't say no. It's probably the most liberating feeling when you make the choice or decision of where you spend your time. No guilt over missing a dinner or an event. If I didn't really want to do something, but I felt obligated, I became angry, moody, and I didn't realize that it was because I wasn't serving my own needs and my time wasn't actually my time anymore. And of course that would be taken out on my family, the moodiness. This took practice and I had to learn not to feel like a disappointment just because my absence disappointed people. Take that in. I had to learn not to feel like a disappointment just because my absence disappointed others. Feeling accepted and liked was an addiction for me, just like any other addictive behavior. And then this leads to another way you can tell if you're a people pleaser. You're upset when someone is upset with you. Even if you just say no, you don't want to go somewhere and someone gets mad and then you feel horrible that they're mad. Or sometimes you even get mad that they're mad, but you don't tell them that. This is why we say know your worth. You have to learn to be 100% comfortable with your no. And then here's another way. You always feel responsible for someone else's feelings. If you definitely are a people pleaser, chances are you did nothing to this person and their feelings and emotions are their own responsibility. But we take responsibility for their emotions. Their expectations will not always be met and that's not your problem. I still get that pull backwards when I say no to someone and they get upset. It happens way more than I would like it to, but old patterns die hard. Practice. And the practice isn't saying no or just walking away and trying not to think about it. The practice is loving yourself, 
and knowing you are enough. You don't have to save the world and you sure don't owe an apology to everyone because of how they feel. And that leads us to another one. People pleasers are always apologizing, blaming themselves for simply being themselves or for circumstances beyond their control. You don't have to apologize. You're not responsible and this is the sure sign of an underlying self-worth issue. I used to say I'm sorry about everything. For what? What are you sorry for? You're sorry that someone else is upset by you standing up for yourself or you saying no to something that you don't want to do? You don't owe anyone an apology unless you really have done something wrong. All of this stems back to worth. I would never admit when my feelings were hurt. That's another trait of a people pleaser. This one keeps all of your relationships superficial, inauthentic. If someone upset me, I would avoid them instead of just telling them the truth. I would pull away, maybe not talk to them for a few days, work through the pain on my own, and then act like nothing happened. Or I would tell everyone else what the person did or said, vent elsewhere, but never actually address it to the person. I thought my feelings would never be validated, and I was afraid of stirring the pot. I didn't value myself. That was the real issue, and that's a big one, right? People pleasers need the external validation. I wanted praise. I craved it to feel good about myself, and it was only temporary. That's why we continue to try to make people happy. I controlled what people saw of me. I got the praise, and then what? I had to go home with me. I had to eventually be alone with me, and I never really realized this but I hated being alone. I would be depressed and go down a dark hole when I was forced to be by myself. That's really why I was always in relationships. It was pure self-avoidance. At this point now, I don't even know when I stopped needing praise. Now, praise is always nice, but I don't need it anymore. I don't really know when that happened. I guess it happened so gradually I needed to sit with myself in depression. I needed that darkest of places in order to appreciate the light. And you know what? I praise me now. That took a lot. I always jokingly did it, but with no authenticity. I didn't really believe it, and now I do. I never thought I would get here. And if you feel that right now, don't stop trying. You really will get there. The focus has to be internal, so please stop searching externally, especially for validation. Another thing that we people pleasers do is we avoid conflict at all costs. And conflict doesn't have to mean a fight. It could just mean a difference of opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? So we pretend to agree. That's another trait of a people pleaser. They pretend to agree with people just to avoid that conflict. And we don't stand up for what we believe in. We listen to stupid jokes, racial jokes, gay comments, because they would tell us that they're only joking. So we swallow that lump in our throat instead of telling someone that it makes us uncomfortable. We let people put us down because we actually believe that what they are saying must be true. So then we feel even worse about ourselves. And we tell ourselves we have to stay quiet because the other person's crazy. You'll never win with them. They'll hold a grudge against you. So again, we internalize until we don't. When I started not holding my tongue, it came out in an aggressive way. It was as if all the anger I ever felt came pouring out when I finally decided to stand up for what I believed in. And then, of course, that forced me to feel bad about my reaction. Oh, no, now the other person's mad and I look crazy. Okay, so I apologize for the poor way I blew up, but not for the feelings that I feel or my beliefs. There's a huge difference there. I stand by my beliefs, and that feels good. I can disagree and still feel good. I don't have to act like the people around me. Drink because they drink. Eat the way they eat. Talk about what they feel is interesting. Agree with their ideals. I don't have to. 
I talk about a lot of things on my self-worth journey, but this one was a tough one to break. I couldn't link it to my self-worth. I was so used to my story, the story of, I like doing nice things for people. I didn't recognize the denial. I didn't realize the reason that I liked it so much was because of needing that external validation or the approval of people. Again, it's an addiction. I needed to be needed. That's why I felt good when I tried to fix someone else's life. All the stories I told myself were just the way that I learned to cope with how I felt when I didn't fit in. And breaking these habits did not happen simply because I researched people-pleasing. I didn't focus on that at all. I focused on healing and diving deeper into my clever stories. This meant sitting in the pain of why I didn't feel good enough and then building myself up from there, the ground up. I started to put my priorities first. And I remind myself daily of this one because I can get so easily sidetracked. Text messages alone. Ugh, I get annoyed sometimes when I hear them going off and part of me feels like I have to answer, like something could be wrong. But then I tell myself the world is okay without me (laughs) and that I could shut the ringer off and check every so often. And I don't need to be getting aggravated because I can't actually spend this time on the things that I need to be doing right now. Valuing myself is the reason for the no's that I say. It has nothing to do with anything else, just me valuing my time. And some people are going to try to manipulate you over that. Oh, you give the best advice. You always make me feel better. I know I can always count on you. Okay, that's great. But that doesn't mean I have to stop my world because you need something right this minute. Or people saying, can you please make your delicious chocolate chip cookies for my aunt's husband's mother's party? You make the best cookies. Yeah, sure. I'll spend my only free hours on a Saturday morning baking for your aunt's husband's mother. No doesn't mean you don't care. It sometimes just means you value your time and that they're not going to die without your cookies. So this is about valuing you, your time, your worth. You have a choice. You don't have to be everyone's savior. They can figure shit out for themselves. And that includes immediate family too. You don't always have to answer right away. Telling someone you need to think about it And get back to them is perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with you not giving a yes or a no right away. We make ourselves feel so guilty. People pleasing is a chore. It's exhausting. And telling people you'll think about it gives you time to think about why you would want to say yes. And what impact it's going to have on your time. So you can decide if it's worth your time. Another thing I started doing for boundaries, I started telling people that I have a time limit on how long I can talk. I say, I have 15 minutes now if you want to talk. And sometimes that's not good enough for people. The takers, they'll say to me, well, I'll just wait until you're free later. So then I know, okay, later they plan on talking my ear off. And this is where you're tested because it takes time to learn new habits. Like I love you, but I am not going to spend hours listening to you bitch about things that you do nothing about so that you can vent once a week yet change nothing. I have my own shit that I'm working on. I choose what's worthy of my time. A friend in need is always worthy, but there's a difference between a friend in need and a needy friend. I have to set boundaries. Assertiveness is how everyone should communicate, but we say nothing or we just say yes and then deal with the aggravation later on our own. Being assertive is saying how you feel in a way that's relatable to the other person. That's all. Sorry, I can't be there because it's the only time I have to work on my book or work out, or see the kids, whatever it is. A manipulative friend will say, oh, you can work on that later or another time, and let's go out and have fun, or you can talk to me for a little bit. And I have to decide right there in that moment that my time is valuable. 
I am valuable. And then there's going to be people that you definitely need not waste your assertion on. Like it doesn't matter that everyone knows that you disagree with their beliefs. Don't waste your time just when it matters. Like a friend trying to talk you into doing something that you actually don't want to do. Then you use assertion. But you don't have to tell everyone how you feel in every moment of the day. Because if it's not going to make a difference, then some things are just better left unsaid. You owe no excuses to anyone. I can't go is enough for you to say. The why isn't necessary. And you definitely get better with that. Boundaries were the hardest thing for me to set. I always got pulled back into feeling guilty. And that's normal. I forced myself to set boundaries. And you know what happened? I saw all the free time I gained and how happy I was that I didn't feel obligated to do things that I didn't want to do. That's what made me appreciate myself more. And now boundaries are way easier because I see the benefits. The biggest thing I worried about was who was mad at me. I was still good to this person, but I didn't meet their expectations one time. Get over it. You can't be everything to everyone. They'll get over it just like you get over it when your expectations aren't met. That's how it works. Your expectations are not always going to be met by people. I find that the more centered I am, the more grounded I am through my meditation or just even just always paying attention to my mindset, I am good with myself. Then I have the courage and confidence to not have to people please. I think one of the things that I started doing in my meditation was I use crystals. Yes, crystals. I was always attracted to their beauty, but I didn't know much about them and how people worked with them. I just loved looking at them. I have a lot of them now <laughs> and uh, I use them daily. I laugh because my husband thinks it's really funny and when he wants to joke with me, he tells me to go play with my rocks. But they're all around my house and people constantly ask me about them. It's just another thing that worked for me on my journey. Now, either crystals are for you or they're not. You know, if you're attracted to them, then maybe they are for you. But it's just another tool that you can use. I love energy and I work with energy, so I love crystals. And again, it's just something that I use to soothe myself so I could get to where I am now. Now, I found an awesome person who does these live presentations where she explains what they do, and I started watching them on Facebook. She's on Instagram, too. Her name is April Shivers, and she has a company called Shivers from the Soul. That's her name on both Instagram and Facebook if you want to check her out. You don't have to buy anything, but if you do want to learn a little bit more about it, go on there and watch her live. She does presentations and she explains what each one is used for. I buy from her because I believe she's the most reasonably priced. Also, if you're just starting out with crystals, she has this monthly subscription that you can do and she'll explain what the crystals are that she sends out every month. You can follow her or just see if it's something that is for you. I use them in my meditation all the time. And like I said, I just love the way they look. I think they're beautiful and I love their energy. Again, she's shivers from the soul if you want to check her out. I love watching her live and she explains so much to you so you understand. It's definitely not going to be for everyone, but if you feel drawn to it, then it's probably for you. That's the way I feel about a lot of things. And I looked at people pleasing and everything that I tried to do for everyone else I wasn't doing it for myself. So instead of using positive talk to help everyone else, I started talking to myself. I parented my inner child, the one who never felt good enough. I soothed her feelings in the moment, just like I did for my friends and other people. I valued myself and it worked. My people-pleasing days are definitely behind me. And even if I do feel pulled to do it, it's not for the external validation, it's for the guilt feeling. So I can always talk myself through that. I'm perfectly fine with saying no now. I don't want to hurt me anymore. And what I don't do for others doesn't define me. 
It's what I do do for others and for myself that I will define myself for. Keep healing and keep moving forward. This journey is definitely not for the weak. Thank you so much for being here. I hope today's message resonated with you. And if it did, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. And share it with someone else if you think it can inspire them. Also, you can follow me on social media at Maria Grandi LLC. And my website is also MariaGrandiLLC.com. Lastly, remember to go easy on yourself as you go through this process. And everyone else around you for that matter. We're all working through something.